baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, the Jamie Foxx, affectionately known as uh, Jamie for at least uh, another uh, another day or so. We might give a new nickname, let you more in on that one uh, as circumstances warrant. Our friend John Tabor brought to you by our title sponsor, The Edge, which is Dr. David Weber, U.S. 165 Highway North. in Monroe, 318-345-4545, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Hospital. You're welcome to chime in on the text line. Brought to you by our friends at the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762. Hey, Jamie, I do have some good news. Let's hear it. Are you ready? I could use it. In between Aaron and Jake signing off and us coming on the air, no LSU quarterbacks have transferred in that period of time. (laughs) Well, it's still early. Um... It's still early in the show. I get that, but... For that brief period of time, LSU still has two quarterbacks listed on their roster. Although I heard an ugly rumor, I don't know it to be true or not. I heard they were putting an ad on Craigslist later on in the day. Yeah, well, I think they're uh, hoping uh, maybe the quarterback from Lance Sanchez or Independence Community College or perhaps East Mississippi is interested maybe in uh, in upping up early to get to Baton Rouge in time to start the season. Uh in Arlington, but no, I, I don't, I heard Coach O's statement that, uh, you know, he wished the young men the best and that uh, actually practice was better because everybody's getting more rep, blah, 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 and I'm going, uh-uh, I don't, I don't buy this, I don't buy this any more than fly to the moon. That's like DJ Durkin saying, uh, you know what, I'm so glad that I'm the head coach at Maryland right now and not suspended. Um, it's, it's well, crazy. Well, Durkin, they- yeah, they ask you, well, you know, what do you think about suspension? Well, the good news is I've had time to catch up on my Netflix uh, viewing binge. And, look, you guys think I'm bad? Check out this idiot Independence Community College. I am Gandhi compared to this guy. And if that guy can work, I know I can. That would be my well, thing if I was uh, DJ Durkin. But, hey, well, the only, I digress. Yeah, the, the only drawback is uh, you got you got to live in Independence, Kansas. And, uh, as, as he said, there's not a whole lot going on around there. But. Yeah, you're right. I did uh, watch almost in, in totality, uh, uh, which I love this guy, uh, President Lou of uh, of my Maryland. Um, he kind of looks like a terror. Low, excuse me. Low, uh, low. Hey, well, yeah, is, yeah, don't is, go there. Dr. No, no, no. Lowe. But how is how is L O U pronounced low? I don't know, but low would be L O W, correct? I think it's L O H something. It's low. It's pronounced low. Okay. Uh, well, uh, President Lowe looks looks like a terrapin a little bit. He really does, which is the mascot of, of Maryland. Looks like a little terrapin. Uh, very, uh, uh, he is of uh, Oriental descent and just as, it seems like a very uh, extremely well-educated, obviously, and just uh, very astute. But he was, uh, he cracked the whip. Uh, this I'm not thinking, did you, I don't know, right before we came on the air, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, 
Jordan McNair's parents, the young men that unfortunately passed away, at uh, they're they're already saying that DJ Durkin should not keep his job. But Terry, I, and I thought about that real quick, and I thought, well, that's okay. That's emotional parents speaking, and understandably so. But sadly, Jordan McNair is not the first young man that's passed away on a football field, and no, uh, it will not be the I, last. Uh, probably not. So, what is? I, I think. I don't know exactly what the reaction is going to be in Maryland if they decide, depending on what they've done. But right now, Urban Meyer is still in charge at Ohio State, and DJ Durkin is still the head coach at Maryland. Well, a couple things are going to happen here. Number one, Urban Meyer is going to be fine. DJ Durkin, the Board of Regents for Maryland, is meeting tomorrow. The question becomes. Who all does Maryland fire? Uh, the strength coach has already left. I think that the president acquitted himself very, very well. And, and we forget, folks, presidents are politicians at universities. And like coaches, some have better skill sets than others. Dr. Lowe was, was very, very good. I thought the athletic director at Maryland was very, very good. And what he said, you know who I thought was an abject disaster speaking to the public about this? Your boy, Matt Canada. Really? Matt Canada. I, yeah, I thought it was a terrible look by the university. The university is sort of butting. Look, Dr. Lowe came out and said, look, it's our fault. We're accountable. We're responsible. So that lawsuit is going to be, I mean, they're not even going to contest the lawsuit properly. It's going to be exorbitant. And Maryland knows that going in. The president's saying one thing. The athletic director, like, look, our student athletes are the number one priority we have. Uh, really really good they interviewed canada yesterday and he's got his marlon perkins uh mutual of omaha uh safari desert hat on like all the football coaches wear and he's bebop around hey we care about our players everything's great here it's all dude everything is not great uh he was he was very very not on the same page as the president the ad which tells me he's not going to be the guy for that job. He might have an interim title, but they're going to open that job up and they're going to clean house with it. That's my prediction. I would tell you that uh, Durkin is 99% out. I would be just amazed if he's able to keep his job. They're going to let Canada do it for a year, and they're going to, they're going to uh, throw him out. He, it, you know, it was not. I didn't think it was a very good look yesterday. What he said was, the spin, but given the gravity of the situation and the way that the president, the athletic director, presented themselves, uh, the way that they spoke, how they spoke, the tone they spoke, and then you have Matt Canada, who's trying to get the head job, obviously. And I just that was a horrific look. It was a tone deaf look, in my opinion, uh, for Matt Canada. You can believe those things, maybe, but just the way he came out and portrayed it, uh, it, it was a it was a bad look, Jamie. Well, now you're understanding, and, and you know what? And that's news to Matt Canada because it, for all the, the hype that he was given, uh, you know, prior to coming to LSU and, and while he was there, he is a football coach uh, through and through. And he, you know, there's a lot of reasons that maybe the reason he's not a head coach is he thinks he should be a head coach and he butts head with the head coach of, of the respective university. He did it with uh, – uh, Dave Dorsch at, uh, at North Carolina State, and it's just not been a, a 
he hasn't lasted at Pitt. You know, he hasn't lasted any place more than two or three years. And apparently there's a – so what you're saying is there appears to be a little bit of a lack of polish. Would that be a fair statement? And I, you know, I don't know if it was lack of polish. It was a tone-deaf thing. When I was, and, again, I know what he said. I'm not showing you that a lot of people would have said the same thing. He's trying to put a positive spin on this thing. Matt Canada, and if you read his the transcript of what he said, and if you listen to it, Matt Canada was not speaking about the immediate situation. Matt Canada was speaking like a man trying to get a head coaching job and have the interim title removed at the end of the year. That's what he was speaking as. And, look, I get that. The problem is the president was very contrite and basically bared the soul of the university. Hey, we failed our student-athletes. The judgment of our medical staff, the judgment of our coaching staff, the culture that we created, and again, we can make an argument that everybody's soft and it's hard to, you know, you got to be Nostradamus and to figure out if a kid's really telling the truth or if he's not, and I think I could easily make that argument. But let's deal in reality. Let's deal in facts. You were working a kid out. The kid had a hard time, a big kid, had a hard time standing up in the middle of the heat. You got medical personnel out there, and one of them said, hey, just drag him across the line. Continue. And they're trying to make it tough. I get that. They wait an hour before they call 911. Kid has a heat stroke, dies two weeks later in the hospital. Sorry, you don't get a pass on that one. Could it have happened to me? Jamie, could it have happened to me or you or anybody? Absolutely. I mean, what's the fine line if you're a coach between a kid that's sort of just like not really wanting to go through the to push himself and a kid that's really physically, medically ill? You don't know. That's what you have medical people there for. And look, they don't know either. I mean, unless you have heart monitors and this and that and the other on them, it's that fine line. So now you're going to see people pull way back. Dr. Lowe said, look, it's our fault. We're accountable. Somebody dies, somebody's got to be accountable. And so it goes to the strength coach, it goes to the head coach, it goes to the athletic director, it goes to the president. I think the athletic director saved his job. I think the president saved his job. I think they're going to cut the head off the stake with the, uh, with the head football coach. And, again, uh, Matt Canada might be the greatest thing ever. I don't know Matt Canada. I'm just telling you from an objective standpoint, when I look at the messaging from the university. And that's the way that companies and schools and, and organizations work. They typically have a message that you're trying to put out, and it might be several people doing it, but it's the same message. Uh, I thought Matt Canada went completely opposite of the message from uh, what President Lowe and the athletic director did, and either they didn't clue him in on that, or he just kind of went out on his own because his agenda was not the same. Oh, everything's great. We care about our student-athletes, and which is all true, but just given the timing of it, it was a very, very poor look. It was a tone-deaf message. And, again, uh, you know, instead of having Matt Canada show up in a suit, in a tie, and address the media like Dr. Lowe and the athletic director did in a controlled environment, they catch him with his Marlon Perkins Mutual of Omaha hat uh, at practice, and it's, it's a very it's an odd sequence. I think it's best, and I just don't think it was. Uh, I don't think it was well thought out, to be honest with you. And, and and you wonder if there's a disconnect between the athletic department and the university. 
A lot of thoughts here. Uh, My first one is I'm defending Marlon Perkins, by the way. Marlon is one of my favorites. I loved it when uh, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom you know, here's a, meanwhile, while Jim uh, wrestles the wild alligator, I'll haul butt back to the pontoon boat uh, or the, the airboat. I mean, that, that was Be Marlon. Be careful, Marlon, Jim. Yeah, Marlon, Marlon, Marlon never really got his hands too dirty. Uh, now, you're, you're exactly right, Terry, but, uh, and you would think Canada, who, believe me, he wants nothing more than be the head coach at Maryland. He doesn't care. This is what he's been angling for for years, and now he has that opportunity and I don't know whether, you know, somebody, they, maybe it wasn't orchestrated very well uh, up to that point. The university had done what they were supposed to. And like you said, they basically just opened themselves up to whatever liability we're responsible for, we're going to do. But, Terry, there's a lot of things. I, I don't know, number one, the question I would, would want to know, two things. This, this medical staff, or the they never even took this kid's vital signs. They didn't cool him down quick. They didn't do, you know, anything, which really almost just, to be honest with you, forget the training. That It was almost like elementary things they did. Can didn't I give do. you an observation, Jamie? And number two was, and, and was, uh, was DJ Durkin's present at the practice. I'll give you an observation. I don't know this to be true. I'm just telling you, somebody that's been out there uh, quite a bit watching college kids work out in the offseason. The fact that they didn't treat the kid for any kind of heat issues, and I'm just I'm giving you experience. I don't know that this happened there. I'm not speaking ill of the young man that passed. Please don't get that the wrong. Take this the wrong way. What it potentially tells me, knowing how trainers work, knowing how strength coaches work, their thought process, and even Durking being there, the fact that they say, "Hey, drag his big tail across the line." and that they're not really worried about his medical condition, that indicates to me that potentially, possibly, and I'm trying to trying to, to minimize my remarks here, possibly, and I've seen cases like this in the, in the past. I've dealt with cases personally like this in the past. Don't know it to be the case, but potentially this kid might have had a habit or a history of not working as hard as what the coaches felt like he needed to work. That's that true. would explain the fact that they didn't do the ice and stuff. They didn't do the – they weren't as concerned as what you would think uh, they probably should have been. Was it negligent? Absolutely. But that would actually explain some of the rationale, would it not? Uh, when you started down that road, I, I I thought the same thing. Yeah, I mean, this could there could be a history of this kid maybe not giving 100% all the time and this is what alert this is why there wasn't more of a sense of urgency on the part of the staff that would that would indeed explain it but inexcusable inexcusable jamie inexcusable well i I understand that but i'm just saying the reaction of the staff being what it was and like you said this could happen at other schools as well all right now you know, it, it, Jeff, let's point, take a break. Let, we're, we're late for a break. Yeah. Save that thought. I want to come back to it. We're late for a break. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, adjudicating all sports and law issues in the world. We'll get back to the LSU quarterback. Hey, Jamie, do our first segment. Not one LSU quarterback has transferred as of Not yet. yet. Segment, segment brought to you by friends at GB Cooley. Everybody, you're a sport of incredibly worthwhile cause. Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. 
Hey, welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Jerry Walter, Jamie Fox, rolling here on the 16th day of August 2018. Thank you for spending a little part of your morning with us. We're always appreciative that you're there. You can reach out to us, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, Washington Valley Federal Credit Union. Text line, the segment of our show brought to you by my friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney. Specialized in criminal offense, wrong for death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is the man for you. 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Uh, Jamie, during the break, apparently two more LSU quarterbacks transferred. Uh, oh, without not to, sure uh, that what, the, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're down to uh, Andre add student yeah, union. Yeah. yeah, they they get like a flyer in the student union. And I hear the Kappa Sigs have a really good quarterback that was scheduled to lead. They're, uh, they're a intramural flag football team this year that actually they're checking eligibility as we speak. Why not? <laughs> um, it's going to be that way pretty soon. After Miami gets through with them, uh, they may be down to Mike the Tiger. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it, we can all say the sky is falling, and, and LSU can put a positive spin on this, and I, and I understand it, but – you know, it, it's when you think about. I know the quarterback situation is getting all the um, all the attention right now, but I mean, just in the last, I mean, you've lost those two quarterbacks. You've lost Edward Ingram to suspension. You've lost Tyler Taylor to possibly jail. Uh, you've lost Kristen Fulton, who the NCA for some reason can't stand him. So that's five, and there's another one that escapes me. LSU's down six, and I'm not just they're down six scholarship players. Before that game uh, with Miami, and you can say, "Well, injuries occur and everything else," and well, yeah, but try playing the Miami Hurricanes with a true freshman. Uh, good luck. It's it's not it's it's sad. It really is in a, in a way. Uh, you know, an injury. This wasn't a deep team to begin with, and it's just it's discouraging. Carry uh, real quick. I, I I thought about three questions, if you don't mind, and if you you want to move on to something else, that's fine. But the the DJ Durkin situation uh, came across, and I wanted to get your thoughts as a as a coach and uh, someone that has followed this in the past. And this is this is what I came up with. Um, number one was: Do you think? Uh, I don't know if if McNair passed away at a practice or was it an off season workout, because you know most coaches aren't allowed or prohibited at uh, off season workouts. So if Durkin wasn't there, he wasn't able to monitor the situation. So he may be, you know, I don't know how he could be held culpable there. Number well, you two can do conditioning. Is, you, you can be there for conditioning, yeah. Jamie. Oh, okay. All right. So that answers that question. Number two is, and you know this better than anybody, uh, you know, Jeff Court, I think, followed Durkin maybe from, from another place. Or anyway, Durkin was responsible for hiring Jeff Court. So are the people associated with you, the ones you hire or bring on, uh, equally responsible for your downfall, and by that I say, see Urban Meyer and Zach Smith. Yes. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, th- yeah, yeah, without going into de- yes, I mean, very good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yes, <laughs> they are. Well, and and the, and the third question is now you're hearing, you know, uh, former players like uh, Jabril Peppers who played for Durkin at Michigan, uh, maybe, and believe me, I don't think he'll be the last one. Uh, I, I'm calling this piling on, Terry, for lack of a better term. Why is it all of a sudden in this age of social media that former players are coming out? You know, they're saying that he's a barbarian, he's archaic, 
He's a dinosaur. He's you know he's he's intimidating. He's he's a bully. Uh, is that at this point in time where a young man is is that really a fair uh, a fair assessment of DJ Durkin? It is for them. I mean, here's yeah, the, here's the, here's the, here's the reality of it. You can go back in any of our coaching careers. I can go back to Mark Kramer. Mark Kramer coached for a long. I can go find people that do not like Mark Kramer. They played for Mark Kramer. They don't like him. I, I, there's a lot of people that played for me that do not like. Him. And, and let me give you a secret. There's some kids that played for me. I don't like either. I mean, it works both ways. And so you have a high priority guy like DJ Durkin. At Maryland, you have the death. Would any of this have ever come to light if the kid had to die? No. But the piling on factor you mentioned, that's what we do in social media now. And, again, I mean, I see the USA Today uh, comment, toxic masculinity. Uh, Christine Brennan wrote, on, hey, uh, not surprising column, if you follow Christine Brennan, how Urban Meyer and DJ Dirk had failed as human beings, and be that as it may, her opinion. But, yes, people are going to pile on. Your strength coaches. I don't know of a strength coach. I, I will say this. I don't think I've ever met a strength coach that didn't have an emotional attachment to what they do. They want to see the kids get better. They will create controversy. They will create whatever they need to to try to stimulate that growth for the players. Does it work for everybody? There was a kid that I coached one time, Jamie, before every game. I had to light into him and make him mad. There was another kid before every game. He needed to talk to his mother on the cell phone. There's another kid I never – I had a point guard that was an All-American. I probably said five words to him in two years. Didn't need to. He was, he was self-contained, knew what to do. And so everybody is different. So the fact that D.J. Durkin is the strength coach, he pushes people out of their comfort zone. Did he go overboard? I don't know. I wasn't there. And you know what? Neither was anybody else that's listening to my show right now. So okay. that, that comes out of the wash. I, you, you don't know, but here's the, here's the dilemma coaches are going to face. They're not going to be able to push you like they were before because D.J. Durkin, if he gets fired, dude's probably making a million, two million dollars a year. I don't care what job he goes to, high school or junior high, or if he bags groceries at the local neighborhood Walmart. He's not going to be pulling that kind of change down. And so coaches start looking, what do I do to keep my million, two million dollar salary? Oh, yeah, not bully anybody. So you don't think that's going to be a common thought right now, just like it is with kids. If I don't like my coach, I just tell everybody they're bullying me. I put it on social media, they get fired. Don't think that's not a common thought process right now because it is. Well, here's something else that people don't th- stop and think about. Okay, so they're, you know, DJ Durkin is, is this, and he may be. I mean, I don't know. But another thought came to me. Okay, he's already been there a year. And when you hire someone, you generally vet them to see what their past has been, what's the interior. And I can't believe this didn't come up in the interview process or or something else, and all of a sudden, why isn't, uh, you know, and I did check the Maryland, nobody's going to Maryland for Maryland anymore. I, I mean, I don't know why, but. Because uh, they got no players, be, James. Well, no, they, 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 Alabama's got the two best. The one and two players out of the state of Maryland are going to Alabama, point blank. Number two is, uh, again, if you can't outrun your past like Ed Orgeron can't, and now, uh, you know, D.J. Durkin can't, what are your chances for employment in the future, like you said, and what? why is a 
you know, everybody's upset about this, but would anybody be saying this if Maryland had gone ten and two last year or nine and three? And because let's just say this as well. Okay, you, you change your coaching style and all of a sudden you don't win but one or two games a year. You're not gonna keep your job either. So you're you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean it's a it's a tough being I mean, I know these coaches get paid a lot of money, but the job security is kinda of like trying to nail jello to a wall. It ain't there. There's no job security in coaching. Zero. And what do you do? I mean you either you take that risk, you move your family all up and all over all over the country. And heck, Matt Canada, he'd be dumb to buy a house. He's gone every other year to another place. I'm just yeah, saying, it's, be, it's, it's, if, you, if you want stability in your life, don't be a college coach. Yeah, that's just, but that's what we sign up for, Jamie. I mean, you and you know, I, I hadn't really told a lot of people here. I turned down a head college basketball job about a month ago uh, in another state. Pretty decent job on the surface, and, and, and not a high profile job by any stretch of the imagination, but just. It wasn't the right thing for me and my family at this point in my life. Because uh, you know what the job entails. You know the sacrifices you have to make. Uh, there's no fairness. The fair comes once a year. That's in October here in Monroe. And so there is no fairness to it. The difference is they're paying these guys a lot of money. They want immediate results. And if you don't get them, look, if, if they're setting the table for Orgeron, Jamie. They're setting the oh, they uh, Vegas, uh, Vegas odds had him the quickest coach to get fired. Now, V.J. Dirk, Dirk, Durkin is going to chump the gamut on that one because of a scandal, but they're setting the table. You let this guy drop to Miami and have bad quarterback play, then they go into Auburn and a couple other plays. By the mid of the year, they will be burning him in effigy. And they will be out, and Joe Oliva somehow is like the cockroach that survives a nuclear war, will escape yet again, who his handiwork is on everything at LSU. The only thing he's done well is hire Will Wade. Uh, but but Oliva's been an abject disaster, in my humble opinion. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lowly sports host here on 97.7. Very happy to be so. But the architect behind the whole thing, Joe Oliva, has been an abject disaster. I think that's one of the reasons you couldn't get a big-name coach in here. They're not going to work with Joe Oliva. And so I think the very first thing you should see at LSU, if, in fact, they go in this direction, is you get a new athletic director and you let him bring in and do a search if, in fact, you have to have a new coach. We'll talk about this some more. You listen to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, LSU woes continue on the other side of the break. The same we're brought to you by our friends at Vantage. And also the title sponsor of our LSU football game on 97.7, Village Justice Company Advantage, folks. Check them out. One of the premier businesses, literally, in this part of the country. Back in a minute. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, second half of the Edge, Thursday, the 16th day of August 2018. Thank you again for spending a little part of your morning with us. We very much appreciate it. Your input welcome. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Edit eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line. So, Jamie, is this much to do about nothing? Is this like Orgeron says? You got McMillan and you got Northeast. First of all, nobody goes into camp with four quarterbacks, and you're going, okay, we're going to let the best one try out or the best one play. I don't think anybody does that, and if you do that, 
you're either really, really, really good to the part of nobody's ever been that good, or you're not very good and you're just trying to find a manageable guy uh, as always. So are we making too much of the LSU quarterback situation, or is this actually a good move? Well, in, in the minds of the the players, they think it is. Um, Terry, this is this is a situation kind of like we ended the last segment on. As a coach, your job status is tentative. Every, you know, is is you, everybody's on the hot seat every year, really. I mean, when you look at it from projectively, I could go back to DJ Durkin's situation later. But by the way, he beat Texas in the opener last year. Uh, if you're at Orgeron. You've got to do what's best for the team, for LSU, in order to keep your – number one, in order to keep your job. And number two, he saw an opportunity by bringing in Joe Burrow. To After the spring game, it was probably McMillan one, Brennan two, Narcisse three. Okay? He didn't see anything that came out of that spring game that said, hey, we can beat – majority of the SEC with these three with any of these three quarterbacks there wasn't anything he saw from that body of work and even if he did if you've got a chance to bring in a guy who's a co-starter at Ohio State you've got to do it I mean I don't I understand and I, I this was exactly what through my mind is okay and, and this is what everybody else was saying over the summer well Macmillan's going to transfer Macmillan's going to transfer I mean this is this wasn't a mystery but that is a kid who had paid his dues, had spent four years in the program with a red shirt, uh, was going to be a red shirt junior. He's already graduated. He can go now and leave. That's uh, that's understandable. Narcisse situation's a little bit different. And here's where I now listen to Jake, and, and this is this is where losing two quarterbacks as opposed to one or none makes a difference. You can forget red shirting Miles Brennan now. I mean, yeah, you can you can roll the dice and and play him four games, and he still gets that year of eligibility back. But you can't really afford to do that now because once, once if Burrow, if Burrow stays upright, yeah. But it's it's just right now it's a crapshoot because you've got to depend on. And everybody says, well, if you're down to your third quarterback, the season's not going well anyway. Well, I mean, these were the only three you had when you ended spring ball with, and you brought in somebody apparently that's so much better than everybody else that. Two kids decide to transfer. What do you do? I mean, you you gotta you gotta bring the, the best guys got to play, right? And what's going on at LSU isn't different than what's happening underneath. Now, you know, two at one time is is a little unusual, but it's it's frustrating. And if you're if you're LSU, what do you say? You got a guy like Joe Burrow wants to come to your school. You're gonna go? No, I don't think so. We're happy with what we got. Well, let me explain. Let me explain how that works. Okay, let me let me give you a correlation here. I think it's a pretty good. Are you familiar with like the skit and dent uh, appliance company? Sure. You know, basically, like there's a big dent in the washing machine, and we're gonna we're gonna give it to you this uh, this new Cuisinart that's a thousand dollars. We're gonna give it to you for three hundred dollars because there's a big dent in it. Now you can put the dent against your wall, so hopefully nobody ever knows. That's why pulling quarterbacks in July and, and June are, are like. There's a reason they're out there. And these guys, it's like the Notre Dame quarterback that went to Florida State and never played last year, Zaire kid. 
they're looking around going, okay, uh, I am a graduate transfer. I need to play. Where's the place where I'm not? I mean, they're not transferring to Alabama to fight against Jalen Hurst and Tua, right? They're going somewhere that has a history. There's no set quarterback. And so if you're Orgeron coming out of spring, then remember, Orgeron's been there for two years, folks. They've had a, a cycle and a half recruiting class. So it's not like he just got the job yesterday. And so he's seen these quarterbacks every single day. And so he comes out of the spring game, and nobody set it on fire in the spring game. I get that, but they've seen him a lot of other times. And he's like, yeah, this I'm just not comfortable with it. Let's go get this guy uh, from Ohio State. And odds are, I would go ahead and tell you, I'm 90% sure that's your quarterback for LSU this year. Not because he's really good, and he may be. Because the other guys aren't. They're not what you need. You've seen it enough. And as a coach, you see your players all the time. And you know, it's like having a point guard in basketball. I know the guy ain't good enough. That's all I got until I get somebody else. You know, I know what his limit is. The guy can't shoot. Well, nobody's going to guard him because he can't shoot. They're going to let him shoot, and he can't do it. So you see the limitations of your players. And until such time as another player comes in that's better, that's what you're stuck with. And so you try to manage things to the strength of your team. And if you got a point guard that can't shoot, well, maybe he gets a running start and, and he can get to the rim. Same principle with a quarterback. Uh, you know, you're getting them off the bargain basement table late in the game. It's a sale. There's a reason they have sales, folks. And he might be great. It might be a, a Mettenberger situation where you get a really high-level guy that had made some mistakes. And, and we see that happen all the time. But I don't know that this is the case there. Could play at Ohio State. They have some really good quarterbacks in front of him. Maybe he comes to LSU and does well. And a month from now, maybe we're singing this guy's praises for the Heisman Trophy. I, I don't know. But it's a bad look going in. Uh, LSU fan, deep down, even the most ardent LSU fan, the guy that has purple and gold pajamas, the guy that has the LSU cups that he saves from Tiger Stadium, even that guy at the back of his mind, in the deep recesses, in his most private thoughts, Jamie Foxx is going, oh, God, we don't have a quarterback again. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, I'm going to put my – let's let's put ourselves in the young men's shoes, okay, if we can. And if, if you're Lowell Narcisse, for example, and you don't think you're going to get any playing time, but you've seen a guy go ahead of you the year before, Lindsey Scott, transferred to junior college, which is what – by all indications, that's what Narcisse is going to do. And then, you know, jettison off to a four-year school, maybe in the SEC. Okay? Maybe he's going to land at another school in the SEC. Well, let's let's do a little – let's do our homework here. Okay? Let's go to – let's. okay, I'm going to go to Georgia. Where Are you going to beat out Jake Fromm or, or Fields, Justin Fields? Probably not. You're going to beat out Felipe Franks at Florida? You're going to beat out – Jake Bentley at South Carolina. Drew Locke's graduating, but, hey, Lindsey Scott may get the job, or Michael Wilson. Kentucky, you got a transfer that started at Oregon, going to be their quarterback. Tennessee, possibly. But, hey, you still got, uh, you know, a year from uh, Guantanamo or whatever how you pronounce his name, and uh, Don Chow's, uh, uh grandson, T- uh, McBride. Maybe Vanderbilt, they got an opening, but can you get into Vanderbilt? You're not going to be out, too, at Alabama. You're not going to beat out Stidham at Auburn. 
or even Joey Gatewood. You're not going to beat out Keaton Thompson at Mississippi State. You think he's better than Starkle and Mond at Texas A&M? We'll skip over LSU because that's the school you left. Probably Matt Carell, the five-star from a four-star from California, is going to be the Ole Miss quarterback. And Arkansas's bringing in Chad Morris, and they've got five or six to choose from there as well. And you can bet he's already on a kid or has already gotten a commitment out of a kid who can run his system. So is transferring necessarily the answer all the time, Terry? I'm just – I know I, I went – that was a little bit long-winded, but I'm just no. trying to think what, – what, I'm trying to – what is the rationale, what is the thinking going on in these young men's minds? Grass is always greener. Grass is always – Jamie, it, when, when your father, when my father, and even us to a big extent, as we grow up, as a general rule, you go get trained or educated, you get a job, you stay at the job forever, uh, you retire, you get to go watch, you play with the grandkids, you go fishing, at some point you kick off into the wild blue yacht, sort of the tradition. These days, completely different world. They're changing jobs seven, eight, nine times. Uh, right. There's no patience, and, and that's just that's just the generation and the world we live in. I mean, I've changed jobs a bunch. Of course, being in college basketball, you do that, or, or college football, but it's just the nature of the game today. And pretty much everything, you change jobs. Doctors change hospitals all the time. They change the practices. It it happens, and so these kids, if they don't get instant gratification, you know, it's like the video game where you respawn. You know, you're trying to, you're at a military objective and they kill you. Well, you just push the button, dude. They pop you right back up so you get a duo. It's common. It's just what they're accustomed to doing. Uh, it's no big deal. Look at the junior college stuff. They go juco. They'll bounce back. And if you don't deal with those same demons you dealt with before, the same issues happen. But look at Russell Wilson. Look how successful he was after a transfer. And so it does happen. Look at Zach Metzmerger. Very successful. So, can it happen? Yes. But at some point, you run out of transfers. You listen to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. Segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley. Reminding you to support them. Incredibly worthwhile cause. Louisiana Special Olympics. Jamie and I will be back to close it down after this. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. The Edge. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. Closed it down here on a Thursday. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. And all of the text messages, FS chimes in. Uh, some of the quarterbacks need to understand at least three points of college quarterbacks are going to be backups the way it is. They're not channeling their inner Gary Templeton. If I ain't starting, then I'm departing. Russell says all about touches and letting scouts see you manage a game. No one has a highlight of clipboard maneuvers. Although A.J. McCarron might be a master clipboard uh, manipulator, if you will. Uh, quarterbacks have changed the last seven years. Used to be you had a starter and a backup. They would start to your number one got hurt, graduated or drafted. Now you got three or four quarterbacks who couldn't start, who could start if given the chance, and the one who doesn't leaves. Uh, yeah, it's changing, Jamie. And I think, uh, again, our athletics reflect society. And if I'm not starting, I'm departing. I think Kimbleton had it well. And if you look at the dude at last chance, you. Uh, Malik, whatever his name was, the kid that was at Florida State that went up there, who now has come out that he did not like the way he was portrayed in Last Chance U at uh, Independence. That's because he was a jerk, uh, portrayed as a jerk. And uh, if, if I could vote for an Academy Award, that dude would get it. But that is the last guy I want on my team. If I'm a quarterback, 
Uh, a lot of these reality shows hurting kids. I think it's hurting Des Bryant right now. He's visiting uh, your Cleveland Browns today, Jamie. And I think that the, the, the show All or Nothing with the Dallas Cowboys, the way that Des Bryant was portrayed last year, uh, and, and I have to think that uh, it's, it's somewhat accurate, I think that's hurting him with the other teams in the league simply because they just don't want to deal with it. Uh, they, they don't want to deal with the lack of productivity and too much drama. As, are we risking first now in business? I think so. About it, and I think uh, you know, as you indicated yesterday, if you're one thing you're trying to do at Cleveland is, is change the culture, but you've got you've got some culture there, all right, but it's it's not necessarily a good one. Um, and does Des Bryant really add or subtract to that? Uh, chances are he does not add. To, and, and is his skill set still, I mean, that's understandably his skill set, or he would have been signed by now. I mean, here's a guy where the Baltimore Ravens reached out to him, one of the, I think the first team that did, and he immediately rejected him. He thinks he deserves this amount of money. Now, I'm not, an, I'm not very bright, but I will say this. If I've been fired or let go from my job and someone offers me, I don't care, you know, and I was making, you know, X number of dollars and I'm going to be making half, Doing the math at my new job, half is better than nothing. So my point is beggars really can't be choosy. And Des Bryant now all of a sudden thinks he can still command this kind of money. He's still a number one receiver. He should be getting, I need to get mine. No, no, you're, no, Des, you're, you're not, you're not, you're, you're not what you once was. And you're not as good as you once was. And we ain't going to pay you what we once did. It's like my friend, the realtors will tell you. That house is only worth what somebody will pay for it. Yeah, but I paid twenty million dollars for the house. Yeah, well, dude's gonna pay a hundred grand for it. That's the best price you're gonna get. Uh, the market. Welcome back to Sports Talk ninety-seven-seven. Sorry about that. Uh, the uh, the drop there. There was a power surge, I guess, and all of a sudden all the equipment went dead. And I realized I'm making a great point, and none of my lights are lit up. So. Uh, I guess you guys will have to uh, forever wonder what I had to say. Sorry about that, Jamie. I looked up. There's no, no. lights and there's no sound. No, that's okay. I, I don't know necessarily any of this. Any of our shows would be considered a power surge, but uh, in this case, it came and almost fried everything. So, but we're still good to go, and uh, we're going to close up shop here shortly. But uh, glad you, <laughs> glad you still. I thought I didn't thought well. I mean, uh, I didn't know whether uh, DJ Durkin and his strength coach had come and taken you out or, or what, but. Uh, Anyway, the LSU quarterback mafia. I thought you'd maybe transferred. I, I wasn't sure, Uh-oh. but anyway, good to good to hear you on the other end. <laughs> I appreciate it, Russell, Richie, all these people check. Yeah, we're okay. It was it was bizarre, but uh, nonetheless, uh, we are back somehow. And getting ready for college football, the LSU game, very very quickly coming upon us. Two weeks. Uh, it will be here. High school, a lot of scrimmages this weekend. you got your jamborees next weekend. Football season is upon us. I thought that the one thing Matt Kennedy did yesterday well, Jamie, they asked him about D.J. Durkin. And he said, hey, I'm supporting my friend in the best way, in a very difficult situation, the best way that I know how. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Best part of his thing yesterday was that. Didn't go into detail. I'm supporting my friend in a very difficult situation. That was well played. But going back, if he doesn't get the Maryland job, 
I think he's going to look back and see that was a really, really bad optic for the university. Uh, whether he thought it through, whether it was done for him or not, I, I can't tell you. Didn't look good. Uh, the Maryland Board of Trustees are meeting tomorrow. Uh, Durkin will be out by lunch tomorrow. And Matt Canada will be your interim head coach. Urban Meyer is going to be fine, despite Christine Brennan of USA Today, who scathes both of them and pretty much anybody else that uh, does not follow her particular brand of, uh, of uh, issue support, if you will. So anything else we got going, man? No, I think that pretty much uh, much wraps it up. We'll, uh, I guess the uh, the highlight of our week is uh, is going to be uh, I don't know maybe shopping for groceries or something because it's been a uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, if you're at LSU, if you're at Maryland, uh, even if you're still at Ohio State, uh, and uh, we'll find out. I think a lot of fans are starting to feel we just can't wait for football season to kick off. Uh, I believe we're having some scrimmages. This week, Terry, uh, I think uh, Jake yes. and yep. and uh, yeah, Jake and, and Aaron went over some of those this morning. Um, I'm not aware, but I know they're taking place. And then, uh, you know, before we'll have it, we'll have the Bayou Jam kicking off here shortly, which is a great event to to get the high school season started. So we'll be uh, following up with some um, more college news. Maybe the landscape will settle down here for a few days, and uh, I'll be out for a while, but. Uh, uh, looking forward to getting back with you, Terry. And uh, once again, this is not true. Uh, one of our uh, texts said that I, I put a hit out on you. This is this, that's that's not true. Uh, the money hasn't changed yet. I won't say I haven't thought about it, but no, uh, Terry, you are you are free to roam the countryside for the next couple of weeks. So uh, well, it's amazing anyway. what you can get done for three hundred dollars, right? It, it is indeed amazing what you can get done. Uh, but uh, I think the price has since gone up. But uh, anyway, uh, inflation, my to... friend, inflation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and listen, I hope uh, you know if you if if while I'm out, uh, if you happen to get the uh, head football coach job at Maryland or whatever, I will certainly understand. Just text, be sure to text me. Well, it's that between that and the starting quarterback at LSU. Uh, while you are out, and we wish you nothing but the best, and you know that we're bringing in uh, fellow uh, surgical guinea pig, Mark Kramer. Uh, but, you know, Mark and I are not going to go into the same area as you and I go into. It'll be much safer. Jerry will rest easier with being Kramer than he does with me and you. Well, you're, you're bringing, as I said yesterday, you're bringing in a true professional now. And when you're bringing in Mark Kramer, you're bringing in a gentleman and a scholar, or at least one of the two, uh, which can't be applied to you or me, by the way. But anyway, good luck, and uh, thanks, Mark, and I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Sounds good. For Jamie Fox, for John Tabor, thanks to our sponsors. They watched off LA Federal Credit Union.